everyone, and welcome to episode 111 of Rain Delay Radio, a baseball podcast. My name is Nime, and today it's just going to be me and Phil talking news. Uh, so, Phil, how's it going? It's going great. It's a little uh, a little chillier than normal here in Houston, but just, you know, it's hoodie weather. What can you do? <laughs> I uh, I am as uh, as mentioned the last time I was on the podcast in Pakistan. It is twelve thirty in the morning uh, for me as we are recording. Uh, and what is it? One thirty for you, Phil? Uh, yeah, it is one thirty in the afternoon. One thirty in the afternoon on Super Bowl Sunday. So, so who uh, won the Super Bowl, Nime? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am in the future. It's actually still going. It's in uh, seventh overtime right now. So, we'll, is this uh, the we'll is, is this the point where uh, Eli Manning descends in, onto the field in a helicopter? I think I think this is where a second football enters into the into play. Oh, it's kind of, um, it's kind of like pinball where you, you know that's the multiplier ball. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Phil, it's been a while since it's just been you and me doing the news. <laughs> it it has been. I'm at least at least a few months. At least, yeah, if not a whole year. I feel like I feel like the last time it was just this was was maybe <laughs> last off season. Oh, it's, <laughs> it was, it's so much has happened since then that and I know I I have been so incredibly busy with work I've I've Carlos been Carlos has my, been on three different baseball teams in that three time three different teams he's on his seventh ankle as well <laughs> um hey uh uh kind of sort of speaking of Carlos Correa he's he's Venezuelan right um no no he's from Puerto Rico he's Puerto Rican so who's Venezuelan oh uh, I don't know this is Jose Altuve is Venezuelan. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. That is correct. I, I knew. I knew. It was, I knew there was an, an Astros middle infielder who was Venezuelan. It was, I mixed up uh, Altuve and Correa there. Uh, anyway, the Dominican, Republic, <laughs> the Dominican Republic, the Dominican Republic club, uh, Tigres del Licey, Lice, uh, I don't know how it's pronounced. I'm, I'm guessing based on my high school Spanish. Uh, they won the 2023 Car- uh, Caribbean Series with a 3-0 victory over Venezuela. Uh, Caribbean Series MVP Cesar Valdez, who is now 36 years old, threw six and a third scoreless frames, yielding three hits, walking none, and striking out six. Uh, also relievers Jonathan Arrow, uh, Jairo Asensio and Astros legend Fernando Abad uh, <laughs> combined for two and a third and in- two and two thirds innings of hitless baseball to seal the deal for El Tigres. Uh, more like Fernando a good, am I right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Mexico defeated Colombia one to nothing to win third place in the Caribbean series. Behind starters Carlos Quevedo, uh, Kevin Escorcia, Cesar Vargas, and closer Jake Sanchez throwing the shutout. Hey, your pronunciation is as a Texan is uh, pretty immaculate. I like you're definitely getting the the emphasis on the correct syllable. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that was that was the thing my Spanish teacher said I was the best at. So that I can do. Nothing else. I mean, how much of Spanish I remember is whatever. I honestly, it's so funny because before this podcast, like I had to r- sort of revert my brain into English mode because I'm very much in Urdu mode in Pakistan. Like I still speak English right. a little bit here, especially when I don't know the words right. But like generally, my thoughts are in Urdu while I'm here, especially I've been here for three weeks now, almost a month. Um, so I had to like re- reconfigure my brain to not to, to not start talking to you in Urdu. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <clears throat> I I I know. Like three words in Urdu. Uh, yeah, I, I, I work in an, I work for an international company, so I get to speak pe- speak different languages to people all the time. It's quite fun. So I, I make it a point to learn different uh, languages where I can. What I was going to say was your Spanish pronunciation of those names was almost as impressive as those pink pants that you've been wearing. 
<laughs> that is, this is a, a, a uh, sideways reference to my TikTok, which I'll now plug. It's TikTok.com. I'm at Kuhan Luke on TikTok. Uh, I did, uh, if you know the I'm just a kid trend, I did that trend. And there's a photo, because I'm in Pakistan. The original photo was taken in Pakistan in 1994 at my grandparents' house. The um, same door. So I, so it's the same door. It's the same house. <laughs> yeah. You so, executed the meme perfectly, I'll add. It was great. It was great. Yeah. I, I, I've been planning it for months. So. <laughs> I, well, executed. I, every, well executed. Everyone, everyone asked me, like, where'd you get these pink pants? I was like, Old Navy just, like, there was, like, Old Navy had these pants. Like, I was like, I saw the, I was thinking about doing it anyway. Then I saw those pants at Old Navy and I was like, oh, now I have to. <laughs> like, now they're, I don't have a they're, choice. They're, they're just perfect. like that hot neon 1986 pink. And they're just, I love them. I, I'm going to go find a pair. It's a, it's a perfect color, I, and I, I I mean I wear them sometimes at home. My my aunt was like, because uh, I was wearing these pink pants around the house, and and they're a little less progressive here in Pakistan. Uh, especially sure. especially some of my uh, my family who's very religious. Um, uh, like my uh, so so they she was like I was wondering why are you wearing those pink pants and it was for the video. I was like yeah, but like they're men's pants. I wear those pants sometimes. <laughs> like <laughs> pink and green's kind of a weird combination, but like I wear those pants. They're, they're, you know, they're not, perfectly not- fine pants. Not for the Joker. That's true. Oh, no, that's, more, that's more. That's purple. more of a purple. That's, that's more, more of a purple. purple. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I wear those pink pants with UGG boots at home. It's it's great. It's comfy. Uh, Welcome to Pink Pants Chat with Nyman and Phil. The Pink Pants Pink Pink Pant like Pink Pants Banter. Pink Panther. Does that work? No. No, it doesn't. No. All right. Hey, let's talk about uh, some more um, uh, baseball outside baseball. of or inside of the Americas. Uh, well, I guess technically the Caribbean's in the Americas, too. But uh, uh, the World Baseball Classic is coming. We just got announcements on the uh, all the rosters for the World Baseball Classics teams. Um, we're going to have a lot more World Baseball Classic discussion next week. We have a great interview for you guys coming in theory, and unless you know something happens and, and it gets rescheduled. But we, we've got this, uh, an interview scheduled for next week week so uh so we're gonna just touch on the rosters um but uh i'm excited know, uh, about it phil phil dropped in the notes why uh team dr is gonna smoke everyone presumably because team dr is just uh the astros <laughs> well if you if you t- I'll, I'll i'll give a little bit of a spoiler for the world baseball classic episode coming up which i'm really really excited about is yes uh the the, the team dominican republic's Pitching staff is heavy on the Astros, but you're also boasting Sandy Alcantara, uh, Christian Javier. I mean, their 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 offense. Eh, I I think I, my prediction is it'll come down to Team USA and the Dominican Republic. Uh, the, the the Team USA's offense is nothing to be laughed at. You know, anchored by Mike Trout, uh, Astros legend Kyle Tucker, Ryan Presley's going to appear there. Uh, but yes, the 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 greatest pitching staff in in 2022 is going to be heavily represented on Team DR, and that's why I think they're going to smoke everybody. Uh, I, I certainly think yeah, DR is going to be tough, and and they have been tough in the last few World Baseball Classics. It's been mostly uh, DR USA, and then Japan and Korea, who are you know these these rosters who like you don't really realize because 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 so many japanese players continue to play in japan and it's hard Mm -hmm, to grade mm -hmm. jap japan like japanese baseball against american baseball like we sometimes consider it a quad a league sometimes don't it's like who knows and then you do get you know these guys like darvish and otani who who say suzuki yeah Mm -hmm. who, who who but like a lot of these guys who make splashes in in the wbc or in 
world play and then come over to the U.S. Um, and, and you're like, oh yeah, we saw them that. Also, my favorite uh, Cardinals legend Lars Nootbaar uh, is uh, is one of Japan's outfielders and is going to see, I think, some significant time because he's like one of the three listed as outfielder. Lars so Taylor someone... Tutsuji, middle name Taylor Tutsuji, uh, Lars Nootbaar. So yeah, that's. that's... As someone who is only familiar with Lars Nootbaar because of the show and, of course, because of his fantastic name, why is he playing for Team Japan? His his mom is Japanese. His middle name is Taylor Tsutsuji. Um, okay. Same okay. reason, in fact, uh, Cardinals infielder Tommy Edmond uh, is playing for Team Korea. His mom is also Korean, uh, uh, Tommy Hyunsu Edmond. So hey, you learn something it's... new every day. It's uh, yeah, it's it's this. It's funny. It was very funny actually. Uh, my uh, my best friend's wife one day was like, she gets Tommy Edmond and Lars Nupar confused sometimes because because she thought they looked similar. I was like, Tommy Edmond's half Korean, and I looked it up and was like, oh, Lars Nupar's half Japanese. So I guess, I guess you're right. <laughs> I guess I guess that's fair. <laughs> um, but Korea does also the, have a lot of a lot of well, you know it, Korean major leaguers: Hassan Kim, Byung Ho Park, um, uh, Kwang Yun Kim. So like there's a there's a there's a lot of uh, um, you know representation on on those sides as well, and then of course the Netherlands team, which is just Curacaoan players, Hire <laughs> Jurgens, Kenley Jansen, Pedro Strope, um, Didi Gregorius, Andleton Simmons, you know Xander Bogarts. It's I'm I'm really excited about it. I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm I think I'm just more excited that there's actually going to be baseball, but. I think uh, this is this is the the very first time I've I've been really interested in wanting to pay attention to the World Baseball Classic, so I'm excited. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, in case you're wondering on some of these uh, players, the um, the eligibility requirements for the World Baseball Classic, and I'm not 100 percent sure on this, um, but I believe the requirement is just that you are able to apply for citizenship for like for 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 citizenship with that nation um and so usually you know to apply for citizenship for a country you have to live there for a certain amount of time or your parent has to be a citizen of that country or something like that um so a lot of the great britain team is american players whose like grandparent came from the uk um as i recall uh ryan braun played for team jerusalem in the past Team Israel. So that, that was the other thing. Yeah, Israel, team Israel, not Jerusalem. I don't know what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, it, that's uh, city so, in Israel. Right. Uh, uh, all but two players on Team Israel were born and raised in the United States and are just Jewish. And that's that's the requirement for Israeli citizenship is if you're Jewish, you can apply for citizenship. And so Jock Peterson, um, uh, Danny Valencia, Ryan LaVarnway. Um, Alex Bregman. Uh, Rob Kaminsky. Uh, yeah, Bregman is not on the roster, but he could. Yeah, he could be right. if he wanted to. Um, Ian Kinsler is the manager. Like, yeah, and, and and has played for them before. So that's that's a lot of a lot of Team Israel and Great Britain are American players, and Team Italy, I believe, as well. Uh, a lot of those are are American players who have like an Italian grandparent, like Andre Pellante from the Cardinals and Matt Harvey. Um, so <laughs> you get a lot of those of like, there's just a lot of Americans playing who just like, you know, like Vinny Pasquantino, friend of the show, um, who are just like, you know, are able to apply for Italian citizenship. They're like, yeah, I'll go play for Team Italy, you know, especially... Pasquantino's especially an Italian name? Yeah, I wouldn't you, you wouldn't you wouldn't have guessed, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, especially players like uh like Vinny who's a younger player or like David Fletcher who like wouldn't necessarily make it on to Team USA or like, well, I could go play for Team Italy. 
So, uh, but, that's, but a, that, that, that's a that's a great outlet for them too because I mean, let's face it the the American team is obviously going to be stacked with superstars, but by yeah. by leveraging you know your your family heritage and being able to go play on a world stage for a team like Team Italy, that's 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 excellent, I, and that's that's another thing that's really exciting about the World Baseball Classic is getting to be able to see talent in other areas that you wouldn't normally get to see on a regular basis. Right. And there's a lot of, of Team USA superstars who, who you know, I think really before the last WBC, there was not a lot of representation from the superstars. Um, and, and even the last one, there's a little bit, you know, a little bit more. But now you have your Mike Trout, your Paul Goldschmidt, your, uh, you know, like... Um, uh, Kyle uh, Tucker, Clayton Kershaw, Kyle Tucker. Sure, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was going more for MVPs, but yes, Kyle Tucker as well. Um, future you know. MV, future MVP, Kyle hey, Tucker. I'm man, gonna, I'm gonna plug him any chance I get. Sure, sure, sure. Mookie Betts. You know, <laughs> so like a, a lot of these guys who, who you know, maybe have not played a WBC before. Uh, I think, I think like. Arenado has, but like, uh, but like a lot of these guys who hadn't played before, who are now mm-hmm. going and playing. Um, also, you might uh, 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 just in case you notice that uh, I uh, I didn't mention um, Freddie Freeman there. Freddie Freeman was born in the U.S., but one of his parents is Canadian, and so he'll be playing for space for Team Canada. Uh, so, what, well, it, you know that that gives uh, Joey Votto time to pursue his off-season uh, love of a game of chess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, Joey Votto is great at chess. fantastic. Russell, fantastic. Russell Martin also is coaching that team. Man, I'm, I, Larry Walker is also coaching on that team. I'm surprised that Votto isn't like, you know, let me just go coach. Let me just go coach in the WBC. Like, that seems like he's a thing busy. that he would enjoy doing. He's too, he's too busy wearing Uggs and fur coats and playing chess on TikTok, which, which is not you, a man. slam, but is a... F- Joey Votto is easily one of my top five favorite TikTok accounts to follow. Like, I got Uggs for I, the first time, like... Three months ago, those things are comfortable. I don't know why we we di- we dissed on them when we were in. in you're you're quite a bit older than me, but when I was in high school, <laughs> we were we were dissing on them <laughs> for the same reason. I won't buy Crocs. I, I understand that they're the most comfortable shoes on the planet, but no, not going to happen. You know what? I, I I also bought Crocs last year because they were on like a super deep discount, and I was like, all right, mm-hmm. let me try these out. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't wear them a lot, but like occasion, like I like I'll wear them like around the house and stuff, and like I won't wear them out a bunch, but like. You know what? They're very convenient, and it's better than flip flops sometimes. No, nope. I have my I have my champion house shoes. I've got my Adidas slides, and those are what I wear around the house. That's my it. Adidas slides. I wear around the house a lot. Yeah, my, uh, yeah, same. Those those, those I those I, I will never knock. I'm wearing them right now. No, nope, um, they're iconic. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about some contract stuff. Uh, the Astros locked up. 2022 postseason hero Christian El Reptile Javier with a five-year $64 million contract taking him through the 2027 season. Uh, Phil, this is the reason you jumped on coming on this episode, so let's talk Mm -hmm. about Christian Javier. (laughs) Let's, yeah, uh, one of the unheralded starters coming into 2022, Javier had split time between the regular pitching rotation and the bullpen, and then really, really came into his own in a big way in the 2022 season including a uh, the starting pitcher in the combined no-hitter against the Yankees at Yankee Stadium, also through, was part of the combined no-hitter uh, against the Phillies in the World Series. And I believe uh, in in the 17 innings he pitched against the Yankees in, in Yankee Stadium in 2022, uh, gave up a single hit. I think he gave up one run throughout the entirety of the 2022 postseason, uh, had an uptick in his velocity. The kid's, I think, 25 years old and cool as a cucumber, which is why he has the nickname El Reptile. Um, 
it's it's a bit of a uh, a market value for a starting pitcher uh, of Javier's caliber. It looks like this is really just a deal to buy out some of his arbitration time and backload the contract. Uh, regardless of that, I'm really excited uh, with our new GM, Dana Brown, coming in and promising that his focus would be to sign sign our star players to long-term contracts, you know, as he did in Atlanta. Uh, so I'm excited to see that happen. I... My wife and I both are huge, huge, huge Christian Javier fans, and I'm glad he's going to be in a Nationals uniform for a while. I think this now, my, guy— My question is, uh, with, the nickname, with the nickname El Reptile, does Christian Javier throw some sort of acid spitball, or is he, like, working on that? Is that— He's, ac- he's, he's actually the voice actor for Reptile in Mortal Kombat. That was that's, that was the that was the joke. Acid spit Reptile. He does the acid spit. See, I, like, tied the whole, like, long-running joke together there for you. you were, yeah, I feel like you were a step behind me. It's fine. <laughs> we we got there though, didn't we? We did get there. We got there. We got there. We got there. We got there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm really excited about. Uh, there are there are baseball circles talking about Christian Javier potentially being a Cy Young candidate in 2023. I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but um, I think he definitely I think, I think anchors the top of the rotation. It's not out of the question for his career. 2023 might be a little early for that. Uh, I, I agree. But, I agree. It's possible. It's, it's certainly possible. I mean, he had a great, great season in 2022, and, and like you said, had a great postseason. Um, so I, I certainly wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility. Um, at, but also, you know, he's very young and locked up now for uh, for quite a few years, and he's, to a very nice like it's 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 a really good deal for both sides. This is like this is one mm-hmm. of those Braves deals, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> thank you, Dana Brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, it's a it's 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 a it's a good deal because he exactly because he's young because it locks him up for a while and while i share the enthusiasm of those same baseball circles you know considering him a cy young contender the downside to javier is that he just hasn't thrown a lot of innings uh throughout the season and he has some efficiency troubles where he tends to only go five maybe six innings in his starts because well he's a strikeout pitcher and he tends to throw a lot of pitches really early in the game so you get you know he's got a really well developed uh invisible fastball i think during the postseason it was touching 96 97 miles an hour which is a couple of ticks over his career average um he's got a devastating slider i know he's been working on some some extra pitches in the offseason but once he really gets a lockdown third and even fourth pitch i think that's when you know, as he matures, he really comes into his own as a starter. You know, it's funny. Uh, uh, I guess maybe funny for me, and uh, and uh, you know, a a thing to to hope against for you. Um, everything you just said very closely describes the next player we're about to talk about, uh, which is Alex Reyes, who just signed to a uh, one-year, $1.1 million contract with the Dodgers. Uh, truly, almost everything you said sounds like Alex Reyes, except, mm-hmm. you know, Reyes is here and Javier is where he is at. And I also hope Kristen Javier does not get to the point that Alex Reyes is at now. And and this is a great, um, you know, it's it's a very... It's like a perfect Dodgers deal, low risk, high reward. Of, uh, you know, it's there. There are escalators. It's there's a club option in 2024. Uh, you know, it can end up being like a 10 million dollars if if he hits like salary escalators and performance bonuses. Um, 
Reyes is a dude who basically everything you just said about Javier is is pretty much true about Reyes. He has that uh, that great fastball, that lockdown slider, uh, can't stay on the field. <laughs> um, and and Reyes has become more of a a bullpen weapon uh, just because I think of the the injury stuff with him. Um, I, I really really, you know, I, I did. I, I, I truly wish Alex Reyes the best uh, uh, and, and like I wish that he had been able to put it together in St. Louis uh, in a way that he just never really was able to. There was that one year that he was the Cardinals closer, but like could only be used as a traditional closer um, in 2021 um, and and famously against the Dodgers uh, proved that uh, in the world win the wild card game um, when he came in with runners on base and gave up uh, a moonshot to Chris Taylor um, which you know broke both of them because Chris Taylor then also sucked the next year and Alex Reyes didn't mm-hmm. pitch in 2022 um, but it's it, it, you know he is he is a dude who if, if, if uh, when he was re- you know pitching as a shutdown reliever in 2021 if you brought him into a clean inning he would shut that inning down you know there'd be some some uh heart rate escalations there <laughs> but uh but generally that inning would come out clean if he came into it clean and if he came into it not clean it was not going to happen so he's a dude who had you know i don't want to call it makeup issues but it was like a um uh, certainly doesn't have the the like the ice in his veins that uh, that I think a true shutdown reliever has to have. Um, but he's a he's a great piece. They got him at an insanely good value, um, and they get and, to save their money for their eventual run at Shohei Otani. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and like you know, it's it's it is it's I mean it's a perfect low risk high reward deal and and uh and one of those like change of scenery things that i think could really benefit a guy like reyes who like you know that'll happen sometimes where like a dude who is supposed to be good gets stuck in the city that he was supposed to be good in leaves and then suddenly is like okay i don't have the pressure on me from the city and i can be good obviously going from the pressure of st louis to the pressure of los angeles is a bit of a different uh discussion but there is like a you know you don't have you don't have the weight of being a former top prospect in the Cardinal system. You have the weight of, hey, the Dodgers are paying me a million dollars. I can do whatever I want, you know? So All right, and the, the Dodgers are a notorious pitching factory, so... Yeah, that too. That it too. Could, yeah, it, yeah. It could it could lead lead to good things for Alex Reyes. I truly I truly would not be surprised if Alex Reyes is dominant in Los Angeles. I mean, it, it seems like a, like a, a, like predestined. Like, truly, I think, we were like, in Cardinal circles, Anna has some Dodger fan friends, and we were all basically talking about, like, yeah, Alex Reyes feels like a, a slam dunk Dodgers $1 million signing, and look at that. That's what he was. So, um... Ask those uh, friends for some lottery numbers. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, it might not have been exactly those words, but, like, that kind of vibe of, like, yeah, it seems like they're going to pick him up for a cheap deal, and that's what they did. So, um, yeah. it's it's honestly a little bit of a surprise that they didn't. Uh, maybe it's because he hasn't, you know, he didn't pitch last year and hasn't been all that great, but uh, this has been the offseason of uh, one year plus player option. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, hey, the Marlins and the A's traded, uh, uh, swapped AJ Puck and JJ Blade. All day Bladey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh AJ Pook, another uh another like former top prospect pitcher guy who kind of <clears throat> sort of put it together a little bit. Um, I'll I'll tell you what, I'm happy that I won't be seeing AJ Puck in an A's jersey anymore because my god that he'd dominate the Astros last season. Oh really? Yeah. 
Yes. Uh, for some reason, for some reason, the Astros had just a hell of a time against the A's, and especially against AJ Puck. Like you go look up his peripheral numbers against the Astros, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's 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 one of those things of like I, I'm 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 I continue to be confused about the Marlins offseason because they keep making like like moves towards like improving kind of, but it's like like you know, AJ Puck is not like amazing but like a pretty good relief pitcher and it's like why do the marlins need a pretty good relief pitcher like maybe to flip them in the off and like at the deadline but like i'm, assu- I'm assuming like- that's what the move is is get some value out of them and convert them into you know more minor leaguers that they can bring up through their I-, I i don't know but that would be that that would be giving the marlins credit for being a well-run front office which that's and that's true we know is that's not true. the truth <laughs> yeah fair enough fair enough um uh, you also wanted to mention the Marlins are bringing back the teal uniforms for throwback nights. I So, in the interest of full disclosure, in 1994, I lived in Boca Raton, Florida for about nine months. It was a work thing with my parents, and it was the inaugural season of the Florida Marlins. So, I think it was, I think it was 94. I know it was the inaugural season for them. And I, at one time, owned a teal Marlins hat, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. They're, they're, they're kind of cool jerseys. or and Well, it's a cool color scheme, rather. So I like it. I like the move. In 1994, I was in uh, Pakistan, uh, and I was one and a half years old, and taking photos uh, on my wearing grandparents. Wearing pink pants. Wearing pink pants. Um, all, time my, is a flat circle. A buddy of mine was born in 1994, actually, and uh, and he has a... It's like a, it's It was like Miami Marlins hat with the Florida Marlins colors, so it is like Miami Marlins, but the teal, and it's a super sick hat, and it's signed by Jose Fernandez. Um, oh, wow. And the, the, he used to wear that hat, like, out, and I was like, I don't know why I'm wearing this hat out, and then Fernandez died, and then he stopped wearing that hat out. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a it's a really cool piece of memorabilia, but uh, yeah, very uh, with the you know that's that history. But yeah, it's 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 one of those things because they stopped making that hat too. So it's like I can't get this hat again, but it's signed by a like a dead pitcher. Like what like what are you gonna you know? It's a but yeah. Anyway. Welcome to Hat Chat with Phil and Nime. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah anyway, um, uh, listen, I could do a whole podcast on Hat Chat. I'm looking at. Eight ca- I, I, I'm here in Pakistan for a month, and I brought seven, eight, I think nine hats with me. Um, so like, only nine. I think I think I have like sixteen or seventeen in my closet. This is what happens when you're a baseball fan, though. Is you just no, no, uh, sorry. Well, nine is how many I brought to Karachi with me. I have like fifty or sixty at home. <laughs> oh well, I'm, yeah, that's a different story. <laughs> um, the uh, Diamondbacks signed uh, Andrew Chafin to a one-year deal. There's really nothing. About that, Andrew Chafin, he's a guy. Um, I a, he, was, he was quite a quality lefty last season, though. Yeah, I mean he's fine. You know, he's 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 Andrew Chafin. Like he, I, um, I, I was I was hoping that we would make a move and and sign him to to have a lefty out of the pen, but alas, it was not meant to be. And his beard whatever, is they, pretty fantastic. You know, he's a he. Uh, the, the Diamondbacks rather. aren't going to win, so he's going to get traded in the in the. Uh, uh, deadline anyway he was really good in 2021 he had that that really nice uh uh season between chicago between the cubs and and the a's uh and then in 2022 was not nearly as good but uh you know that's the volatility of relievers for you he's going back to arizona he's going back to arizona so and and they're probably going to trade him at the at the deadline if he's any good and if he's not any good then you'll be glad you didn't have him in the first place yeah exactly 
Uh, Dodgers agreed with David Peralta on a one-year, $6.5 million deal with incentives up to $2 million. Um, again, hard to get excited about a David Peralta signing, but... It's just a Cody Bellinger replacement. Yeah, he's a perfectly fine, adequate, you he's know, a guy. fourth outfielder, slash have him DH a couple of days, slash if, he's, if he happens to be really good, then you've got a solid, you know, solid bat off the bench. But, like, he's a guy. He's a, he's he's a guy. Yeah, he is he is a guy. Um former Tigers great Michael Fulmer uh signs a one year deal with the Cubs. Uh Can you tell I wrote the outline? <laughs> uh man, I remember Michael Fulmer was like the next big thing for uh for the Tigers and then he just could you know, not stay healthy. Yeah, just never never put it together in the in all the right ways. Um mm-hmm. I mean he made a, he made a solid transition into relief, which is, you know, good for him but uh it, it's, it, it's hard it's hard to really really stand out as a pitcher when you have so many arm problems yeah yeah like is that, is that rookie of the year and then an all-star the next season and then just gone and then <laughs> so. his arm turned into jello yeah yeah um hey you the whirling darvish signed a six-year 108 million dollar extension with san diego now that's pod raising. Good deal for you. Uh, I mean, it's an okay deal for me, I guess. But um... <laughs> there we go. I, I think. All that, right. I think. I think this takes Darvish into his age forty. It, it'll age him out at forty-two at the end of his contract. Forty-two. Yeah. It, this is. This is. Uh, truly, what they already had him signed through twenty twenty-three. Like. They're, so they, they didn't need to extend him. They could have held off. I don't get this, like, at all. This um, is like the anti... I, I, it's like an anti-Braves deal. Like, <laughs> I don't understand that's the why point. It's, he's, that's why it's pod raising. He, like, he's he's good. You know, you don't... But, like, he's, like, he's had on and off years. He's not the superstar he was a few, like, you know, a number of years ago. He had a very good year this year. But, like, I don't fundamentally understand why the Padres would want to do this for six years. I mean, it just, it just seems bad. They could have used that money for Juan Soto. Yeah. Well, I was like, you know, because it's often Japanese pitchers are more resilient, but I think it's because a lot of the time it's a lot of those Japanese pitchers who are resilient, guys like Hiroki Kuroda and, and, um, Daisuke Matsuzaka. Uh, Daisuke Matsuzaka, yeah. A lot of those guys spent the first half of their careers pitching in Japan, and it's just a different pitching environment. Um, but Yu Darvish has been pitching in the major league since he was 25. So, like, you kind of should be projecting him out like a regular major league pitcher, uh, a dude who has had Tommy John, I believe, um, uh, and and has had a not great injury history. I mean, he's he's, you know... He pitched did a decent number of innings most of the time, but like, or yeah, 2014, 2015, yeah, Tommy John. Yeah, yeah 2014, he missed the 2015 season for, from Tommy John. But like 2018, he missed most of the season due to injury. Um, uh, other than that, he has pitched 150, 160 innings, uh, at least 160 innings every season besides that, except for the Tommy John surrounded seasons. But like, I don't. <laughs> don't like this for San Diego in any way. I don't get it. Like a, f- a three or four year extension, maybe. But like this seems like if you just let him go to market, he would not have gotten this deal. 
So no, and I, I again, I think this is maybe the Padres front office trying to make a move for a fan favorite after the disastrous offseason they had. But like you know, I don't know. Like they they did. Hey, sign... look, fans were willing to were willing to extend you, Darvish. See, we're spending money. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I guess, but like. You're right. That money can go to Soto. That money can go to Machado. <laughs> like you know, like sure. lock up, keep Machado around because you know he's opting out. Like Arenado was a guy who didn't opt out, but like Machado's a guy who you, who it feels inevitable that he's going to opt out, and maybe you will re-sign him. And I, I think they uh, they certainly have hopes of re-signing Machado and signing Soto. Who knows? Maybe they'll be able to do that. But it seems like hamstringing yourself by giving you Darvish a, even eighteen million a year or whatever. Um, is a is a weird way to to do that, you know. Yeah, I, I, I I it doesn't make sense to me either. I, he's yeah. he's going to be he's going to be thirty seven going into the season. Thirty six. Um, uh, he's thirty six now, so he'll be thirty seven throughout the course of the season. Yeah, well, towards the end of the he, season, he'll turn thirty seven towards the end of the season. But this is officially his age thirty six. It's age thirty six season. So I mean, he threw. He pitched in what? 30 games last season had almost 200 innings he was a Cy Young finalist like this is, this is also for what it's worth only 20 million dollars less than the last six-year deal he signed that one was with the Cubs that the Padres inherited in the trade but like you know it, it feels like after six years of aging and as a 35 year old pitcher your value has unless you're like Justin Verlander, right? It feels like your value should have gone down and not stayed. I mean, it, obviously it has gone down, but gone down a little more. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't right. know. I, you know, and then, then the thing: the Padres, the Padres did make a splash, right? They did sign Xander Bogarts uh, to a to a big deal, <laughs> like, an absurd deal. It's it's like, it's one of those things of like, hey man, this is this guy's gonna be a fan favorite whether you like it or not. Like he, you have to like him. You have him for the next decade. <laughs> so like, um, we've got Carlos Correa at home. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Good for good for good for Darvish though. Good for good for Farid. Farid, you Darvish. Uh, Sifat Farid. I forgot the Sifat. I knew Farid because that's his Twitter. Um, oh, I guess is Sifat is in his Instagram. Man, you have he has, he's got four names, and his Twitter has two of them, and the Instagram has the other two. That's very funny to me. <laughs> um, it's a it's one of those uh, M Night Shyamalan split personality things. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, Twitter in the streets, Instagram in the sheets. Well, it's like it's like how like uh, yeah, like Oscar Isaac, uh, Oscar Isaac, Hernandez Estrada, and um, uh, Pedro Pascal as Jose Pedro Barmaceda Pascal. Um, he, I think he used to he used to get credited as as Pedro Balmaceda, and then he changed to Pedro Pascal. Um, anyway, and now he's the internet's dad. Now he's the internet's dad. No, no, not the internet's dad. The internet's no, daddy. daddy. A, the internet's a daddy. Fundamental yes. difference. Uh, <laughs> and and if you're listening um, to this and you're not watching Last of Us, you're doing yourself a great disservice. I'm not doing myself a disservice. Uh, Pakistan no, is doing me a disservice. To... I don't get yes. HBO. I'm going to watch it when I get home. Um, I I also want to beat the game before I. I haven't I haven't played the game yet. I own it. I started I ha- it. I, ha- I haven't either. So I've been going into each episode blind, and uh, I was expecting. Well, I you know I watched Game of Thrones. So I like Bella Ramsey. I like Pedro Pascal, and I like post-apocalyptic media. So I was like, I'll give it a shot, and I was hooked. 
right yeah, away. Yeah. Hooked I, right away. I, I like I I know the game is very good and I've been like I've been I've been meaning to play it for years and then I was like, Oh the show is coming out, I should play the game and then I was like, Oh the show is coming out like in three days i should start playing the game so i started playing the game and then i flew to pakistan and i should just borrow my cousin's ps4 and play it on here on my projector anyway um i also made a whole tiktok about why i travel with the projector go watch it on tiktok.com says kuhan luke hey philly's lefty <laughs> jose the game has been turned upside down alvarado has signed a 3.45 million dollar deal to avoid arbitration didn't exactly read it the way i wanted you to but i'll take sorry it. this game has been turned upside down there you go you got more em- more emphasis on the turned upside down. This game has been turned upside down. Eh, close enough. I, I didn't see the clip. I don't know what we're talking about. I'm not uh, familiar that with the call. Uh, that would be the Jordan Alvarez home run in game six of the World Series. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Told I told you I, I wrote the outline. For that one. Yeah, I th- I think I honestly think I heard that one on the radio. So um, it was uh, it was magical. It was a magical call. Blue Jays uh, inked definitely not intergalactic pop bounty hunter Bobachet, uh to a three-year a three-year thirty-three point six million dollar deal, avoiding arbitration and buying out three years of arbitration eligibility. Um, great deal for the Blue Jays uh, uh, and and good deal f- for Bobachet. Um Bobachet, Bobachet, where? Because um, <laughs> you know, it was this- you and I. I had to stick it in there. No, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, this, this is, you know, this really um, opens the book of Boba Shet, uh for uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, what else can I get in? Dying. Else? I'm dying. Um, you know, he's a great man, DeLorean, to have on your team. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Um, uh, no, I mean, like Boba Boba Shet has been very very good over the last couple of years um he's like he's a good cornerstone to have a good guy to have locked up uh i'm sure the blue jays would have liked to have you know gotten a couple of years of free agency in this deal and i'm sure that uh the bichette camp was like yeah what if we don't don't give you you those (laughs) yeah why don't you start buying out my arbitration first yeah, exactly. So uh, He's I'm, I'm sure career. they would have loved to give him one of those Christian Javier deals. And, uh, and yeah. <laughs> he was like, mm, I'm going to get a lot more in free agency if I'm any good. So let's uh, let's yeah. hold off well, on that one. The, dif- the difference between us and the and the Toronto Blue Jays is we have Dana Brown. So yeah, well, yeah. Um, do, they, do the Jays still have Alex Anthopoulos or I forget who they're? He, I, I, I believe you're correct. I still believe it's Alex Anthopoulos. Oh, no. Um, or did Anthopoulos... Anyway, uh, uh, give me a second. I'll tell you. It's Ross. Ross Atkins is the general Ross manager. Atkins. Yes. And is, is Mark Shapiro? Is in <laughs> is Anthopoulos uh, with Mark, the Braves uh, Mark, now? Is that what it is? Mark Shapiro is the president of the Blue Jays. Yes. Yeah, it was the other way around. Anthopoulos was with the Blue Jays and is now with the Braves. I thought it was the yes. other way around for some reason. I, I got it mixed is, up in my yes. head. He's the, he's the GM of the Braves because yeah, we yeah, yeah. have Dana Brown. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yep. Uh. Anyway, Bob. I. I. I do like Bob Bichette. He's. He's. He's got fantastic know. hair, and it he pisses my wife hair. off whenever I say uh, Bob Bichette. Bob Bichette. <laughs> and a great that. dad. Um. And uh, the, the <laughs> speaking of the, Pedro Pascal, the last thing we have here, uh, former MLB weirdo. <laughs> 
Yasiel Puig, <laughs> is facing a new obstruction of justice charge due to his alleged involvement with an illegal sports gambling ring, first reported by The Athletic. Uh, in May 2019, he allegedly began betting on sports through a third party, which was working for an illegal sports gambling business. Uh, apparently, he lied to investigators during an interview in January 2022, claiming he did not know the third party. Um... I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about this. I, I think... Well, there there is one thing that Yasio Puig does know, and it's how his bat tastes. <laughs> I, man, I... I'm so... I'm so confused about Yasiel Puig as a person, like as a human being, you know? He's such a... Such a weird dude. Um, uh, that that would be the reason it says former MLB weirdo, by the way. Former MLB weirdo, yeah. He's, it's, it's one of those things of like, you know, the last like three years has been like, hey, why doesn't the team just like take a flyer on Puig? Um, and uh, you know, he's only now he's only thirty two. Yeah, when like he was like he was thir- he was twenty eight uh, in twenty nineteen, and he hasn't pitched, he hasn't played in the major league since then. So it's twenty nine, thirty, and thirty one seasons he pay- he played uh, in the Dominican Winter League, the Mexican League, and uh, uh, last year he played in the KBO. And like he had a pretty well, he had a pretty yeah, he had a pretty respectable season in the KBO, hitting. Uh, he had a slash line of. 277, 368, 841. He hit 27 so, home runs. Uh, four, sorry, four, 474 RBIs. was just looking. 841 is OPS. Yeah, I just yeah, want to yeah, make that clear. Sorry. I'm the least stat nerdy of the podcast. Just I'm just, with, 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 a guy, with, with a guy like Puig in like the KBO, I wouldn't be shocked if he had an 841 uh, uh, slugging percentage <laughs> like in, in, in Korea. It's the kind of thing that like is like right within the realm of reason for a guy like Puig who like mashes balls. Um, he's like to Tom just, like... Selleck in Mr. Baseball, but yeah. he's Yasiel um, Puig. But uh, yeah, you know, like... I, I, Obviously, with the legal troubles, it seems like it's definitely not going to happen. But for the last like three years, I've been like, why doesn't like some bad team just take a flyer on Puig? Like, is he really like that much of? Because he seemed like he didn't seem like a clubhouse cancer at all either, right? Like, it seemed like the teams he was on, his teammates, like like, like an AJ Brzezinski type, where like his teammates liked him and everybody else hated him. And it's like, yeah, but like as long as your teammates like you, you know, it doesn't really matter. Um, and like that dude, like went to like like went to bat for the for the reds when like he was like fighting the the, the pirates like single-handedly like taking on amir garrett oh yeah um, him, him and amir garrett yeah yeah like it like it seemed like that dude like lived and died for his teammates and it's like you know seems like he's worth like a two million dollar flyer or something like that and it's like no he just like bring him, out of the bring him back on on vet minimum or something just just to right, see what he's yeah. got uh, something yeah give him give him an incentive laden deal again obviously now it seems like it's definitely not going to happen um but uh it's weird <laughs> it's very weird you know did you know speaking of i know i dropped the tom Selleck, mr baseball uh did you know that tom Selleck has a baseball reference page <laughs> just, wait does he really he really does he doesn't he does I'm I'm on p- baseball reference right now. Is, is there a joke I'm missing here? No, I'm gonna send it to you in Discord. Oh, a bullpen See? page. Okay, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> yeah, it's still a baseball reference page. That's true, but like baseball reference bullpen is like their Wikipedia. <laughs> like, it's still there. He it's did, not like you know, how Will Ferrell it. has a base. You know, like how Will Ferrell has like a like a yes, baseball reference page, which is, you know, which is like fantastic. That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if Billy Crystal does. 
What's funny is the Will Ferrell baseball reference page is still like I forgot the baseball reference had changed because it like so slightly changed its uh, its um, UI it w- sometime in the last eight years. Um, but I didn't even like realize it until I went to Will Ferrell's page just now, and I was like, oh, that's right. This is what baseball reference looked like seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it, it's still very very dated. Because they, because they, yeah, because they like they coded the page differently uh as part of the joke and they have just never updated the uh the user interface of that page that's funny um, yeah outstanding all that's, right that's well, about all I, that's about all i got yeah i think you know what i think that's a show that was listen even with tangents much like much like those off-season episodes of last year even with tangents only 46 minutes so we have a nice <laughs> nice full episode here um, it's a, it, and i and i a cool, we're coming in on a, under a cool hour yeah exactly exactly uh even with mortal Kombat discussion in the middle there you know yeah exactly hey we we, we hit on the high points we got some uh we got some sci-fi fantasy media talk in we talked about mortal Kombat. i got to make a couple of astros jokes it's just like a standard Nyman Phil episode. You know, I'm going to I'm going to do a soft plug here, Phil, because you and I have been talking about doing a uh, a show about uh, a media and stuff like that. So, oh, you're gonna uh, you're uh, gonna you're gonna plug it, so we actually have to do it. I'm gonna pre-plug it. I was I said to you already I, when I come back from Pakistan, I want to get the get the, get hit the ground running, get the ball rolling. So that's in a week. That's in I'm coming coming back in a week. We're gonna we're planning on I, doing this. So we'll, I guess we'll we gotta start it. planning it then. Yeah. Once once it actually uh, uh, once we release an episode, we'll plug it on the show. But uh, but I'm 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 telling the listeners now that uh, that we're planning on having the show come out. So <laughs> so if you if you enjoy those diatribes on this show, uh, maybe you'll enjoy that show. Who knows. <laughs> should be fun um, hey phil until uh, until then uh and uh, uh in the meantime uh thanks for joining thanks for thanks for coming on thanks for having me uh thanks for staying up late i, I know you're on the other side of the planet and i hopefully uh enjoying your time with your family so safe travels thank you so much yeah i'll be i'll be back next week and and i'm sure on many more episodes uh coming <laughs> coming next like three weeks in a row i was on an episode and this week i was like hey everyone's got super bowl stuff going on and, and lewis is like nine can you record and i was like hey lewis your 7 p.m is my five like my 6 a.m so like if you can do it before the super bowl i'm down if you can but otherwise like i guess i can set an alarm to wake up at six in the morning <laughs> um and and phil uh my savior came in and was like I can show up at 1 p.m. and I'm like, thank you, Phil. <laughs> Let's do I, it. <laughs> I, it's plenty of time because uh, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go jump in the shower. We, we're going to a Super Bowl par- party, obviously, because that's what you do. Yeah. Uh, and, and of course, there was uh, the, the Christian Javier contract news. I figured, eh, I like talking about the Astros, so I can jump exactly. on. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, somebody's going to be able to have some time before. There's, like, as long as you're not hosting a Super Bowl party, you just got to take a shower or go out. You're good to go. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I, we're not hosting this year, so it just made sense. Perfect, perfect. Uh, well, Phil, uh, uh, until next time, Rain Delay Radio is executive produced by Lewis. My name is Naim. I edited this week's episode. Phil also joined me for the intro. Be sure to listen next week when Dylan has a great interview scheduled uh, about the WBC um, uh, with um, Michael Clare. Uh, so make sure to listen to next week's episode. That's going to be a good one. Uh, uh, Rain Delay Radio releases every Monday morning at 1 a.m. Eastern Time. And our theme music was composed by Chuck Lease. Bye!
It's your buy. I'll 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 cut mine out. That's your buy. No, leave them both in. I'm so used to stealing it because like when I'm not on with you, I don't want to take you, but I don't want to take your buy. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, it's totally fine. Every time I hear it, I'm like, aw. It's just like, I'm so, it's, I'm so like, to... it's like Mary Tyler Moore winking at her mom at the end of every episode. <laughs> I'm so used to that being the end of the episode that I have to do it. And then I forget that when you're on, you do it. You do it. You know? <laughs>